come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Ser sentados, por favor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 166 of Word on the Main Street podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sean Lords. And I'm Brian Lords. And today we have a show for that you. We do. Uh, but before we get into that show, we do want to thank our beautiful, talented sponsor, Getaway Today. Absolutely. Getaway Today is a tra- fantastic travel company to work through. Um, we have some news regarding the park that I'm sure many of you have probably already heard. <laughs> but um, you might want to start getting in touch with Getaway Today. Um, last I heard, they had stopped selling tickets for the rest of this season. Um, I need to get some clarification on that, but if you uh, want some faster information, you may want to call Getaway today, see when they will be able to start selling tickets again. Um, I don't know if they are currently booking 2021 packages, um, but I am going to find out all these answers for you wonderful folks and get back to you on that. But when you can get Disneyland tickets and travel packages, make sure you go through Getaway today. They do a fantastic job making sure you have the most magical trip possible. And if you're going to book with them, make sure you let them know about our promo code. That's Main Street 10. It's all lowercase, the number one zero. That's going to get you $10 off any two-night or longer Southern California travel package. So visit them in their office or online at www.getawaytoday.com or give them a call at 855-GET-AWAY. That's 438 438- Two nine two nine, and that ten dollars could get you. I'm gonna go with uh, Dole Whip Float. It's been a while. Sounds good. Sounds good. I recently had talked with somebody, and we talked of Dole Whip Floats and Tigger Tails. Really so get your set. You might even be able to. Uh, I don't know if you could get both for the ten dollars, but yeah, that might be pushing. Maybe it. one and a half. Definitely not a float and something else. Yeah. What do the floats run? I want to say about seven or eight these days. Oh, yeah. Tigger Tail is probably like four bucks yeah. to six bucks. Something Almost. Like that. Almost both. Pick one. They're both delicious. <laughs> Pick one. Pay for half the other. All right. Uh, so this week at the Disneyland Resort, obviously, nothing is happening this week. Eh? Uh, but, um, yeah. Hopefully in weeks to come. Yes. We'll see some opening, um, which we'll talk about a little later. But um, yeah, so nothing really happening this week at the Disneyland Resort. But just keep your eyes on the prize. Oh, yeah. And you'll get the prize sometime. Sometime. <laughs> we, we can't guarantee when, but sometime. <laughs> All right, so since uh, there's really nothing going on this week at the Disneyland Resort, we'll go ahead and head on over to Brian's Trivia Corner, where the trivia is at a 90-degree angle. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Brian's Trivia Corner. It is literally in a corner. 
All right, everybody. It is once again trivia time. Yippee dippy, Skippy. That's right. Skippy indeed. Uh, so last week's trivia question had to do, of course, with Big Thunder Mountain, as we talked about the attraction. And that was name at least one of the trains on the Big Thunder Railroad attraction. Um, I got nothing from uh, anybody as far as names go. <laughs> Pretty much everybody that sent me a response said they didn't even realize that the trains had names. So, um, But for those of you that are curious and want to know, uh, the names of the trains are or have been You Be Bold, I Am Brave, You Are Courageous, You Are Daring, I Am Fearless, and I Be Hearty. Nice. Yeah. I so, be hearty. <laughs> I be hearty. That sounds more like a pirate thing. It does. <laughs> I be hearty. <laughs> exactly. That is that like a a pirate that's in love? <laughs> huh? Is oh, that a pirate maybe. in love? Maybe that should be on a Valentine. I be hearty. <laughs> have uh, Captain Jack on? The, no, it'd probably be better <laughs> to have Barbosa on there. Something like that. I would say I be hearty for you. For you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Let's let's uh, submit that one. Uh, anyway, congratulations. Well, no, nobody got it. So no congratulations. Congratulations to no one. <laughs> Better luck next time to everybody. Congratulations to you for putting out a question that no one could get. <laughs> I do what I can. Um, hopefully this one this week should be a little bit easier. Hopefully you all know this one and can send me your trivia answers and that question is going to be when Walt Disney came up with the idea of the of my 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 tongue get all gets all uh you got twisted this. and things you got this when Walt Disney came up with his idea of a park where parents and children could have fun together where was he easy peasy lemon I, squeezy i think so hopefully our <laughs> listeners think the same thing well i uh, found when we ask so like at Fanex, for example, when we mm-hmm. go around asking people Disney-related questions after, that we think are, like, the easiest yeah, things. after they tell us they're a fan of the parks. Yeah. Like, we ask that. Are you a fan of the Disney parks? So I think there's, like, we think something might be easy. Yeah. But it's to actually... some people, it might not be. It's actually not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hopefully it's easy for all of you, and you can send me a correct trivia answer. Um if you want to send that in to me, you can, of course, send it to Brian. That's B-R-Y-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. All right. Send in your answers. It'll be fun. Yay. Uh, if you want to contact us, Brian just gave you his email, but my email is Sean, S-E-A-N dot W-O-T-M-S at gmail.com. Go ahead and email us with anything you want you don't have to be answering trivia you can say hello you can send us pictures appropriate pictures yeah appropriate ones please preferably Uh, disney slash disney parks related (laughs) um and then you know if you want to tell us something maybe we messed up on maybe i said something wrong probably happened i did say something wrong a couple weeks ago and i'm gonna correct that today just you guys hold on. Nobody pointed it out. I just did a little research. Found I'm curious out I was, to. I was wrong. So hear what that is. Um, and then you can give us a call. Same thing with the voicemails. You can call for any reason. Just 
Remember, if you do not want it played on the show, please tell us on the message at some point before you hang up. Um, Otherwise, it may or may not be used on the show. Um, But that phone number is 801-923-2455. And then, of course, we're on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can search. Who uses TikTok? I don't know. I haven't used it in a while myself. (laughs) But I went on recently, and... uh, and we had a lot more followers. Oh, nice! Than we had before. Not saying hundreds. All the kids but are finding us. Yeah, so I'll have to start being better about the TikTok. But just search "Word on the Main Street" on any of the social media platforms, and we should pop up. If we don't, there's probably a problem. Yeah. But uh, anywho, "Word on the Main Street" podcast. And we should pop up. Also, if you want to support the show, the best way to do that is to listen each week and share the podcast with those that might also enjoy it. Yay, sharing is caring, right? That's right. Isn't that what we were all taught? Yay. Uh, but anyway, share <laughs> the uh, the episode or the podcast in general. And then if you haven't, please subscribe and leave us a review. That helps uh, helps our rankings and helps people find us when searching for Disney podcasts on the following platforms. That would be Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, and Google Play. You weren't expecting that. I was you? not, but I was <laughs> ready for you anyway. Also, if you want to uh, support us in a monetary fashion, I know now is a pretty tough time for some people. But if it's not tough for you, you have a couple extra bucks you want to throw our way because you, you just love us so much, go to patreon.com slash word on the main street. That money will help make the show better. Maybe get us more content opportunities mm-hmm. and, and uh, eventually more. special Patreon content. Yeah. What was I saying I was going to do? Uh, stuff about was it Galaxy's Edge stuff? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was going to... I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember. Let's go back and listen to yeah, the last episode. I'll have to listen. <laughs> remember what I promised people. Um, but yeah, that's it. Contact us. Support us. We love you. We do. From the bottom of our hearties. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> All right, me hearties. Drink up. Yo-ho. We missed some words there, but let's head on into the giant voluptuous turkey leg that is today's episode. I'm glad we got a pretty quick start on today's turkey leg. Yeah, we're going to need it to get through everything. There seems to be a lot. So, first things first, the best news I have heard in a while, oh, to yeah. be honest. The most exciting news I have heard in a while The news that came out right after our last episode, (laughs) like usual. Right after we, Brian, said something about it last week, Uh, and it's it's most likely happening. These are proposed. They are proposed. It's not officially official, but so I'll just read this verbatim. Sixty-five years to the date. 
After the historic opening of Disneyland Park, we are planning to open our theme park gates once again on July 17th, 2020. Did they say something about for the first time in forever? No. They're going to miss a great opportunity. Tell the gods to open up the gates. That's what they should do. They should. <laughs> should have Elsa. Elsa and Ani need to be <laughs> on top of the things with the turnstiles. Yeah. And seeing that. That'd be so cheesy, but so funny. But that would be awesome. <laughs> like, what kind of perfect opportunity is this? You can't pass up on that. <laughs> I'm awesome. calling it right here, right now. They do something about that. All right. So, just so you're aware, not everything is opening on July 17th. Well, not everything's proposed to open on July 17th. I think they're pretty confident in this date. Um, or else they probably wouldn't have announced it. Yeah. Would have been my guess. We'll see. I think the only thing that could stop it now is a really large spike in the area. Yeah. Of COVID cases. For sure. Uh, so they say Disney parks experiences and products today announced proposed plans for a phased reopening of the Disneyland resort pending state and local government approvals. Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa and Disney's Paradise Pier Hotel plan to reopen on July 23rd and Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park will plan to open on July 17th. Very fitting date. Very fitting. Disneyland's birthday. wonder who could have called that. Um, And additionally, Downtown Disney District will begin reopening on July 9th. So on July 9th, we'll get a good sneak peek, I think, at how things are going to run. Mm-hmm around the resort um if other things have uh have uh taught me what's gonna happen you will probably be required to wear a face mask they will check probably temperature check you which really isn't that bad stick a swab up your nose yeah (laughs) test you for covid Uh, but every Come day, find you later in the day. I'm sorry, but your test came back positive. You, <laughs> you gotta need go. to leave. <laughs> uh, I at work, I have to get my temperature checked. It's really not that big of a deal. Doesn't touch With, my head. Yeah, it's just a boop, and I've got my temperature. With thermometers these days, it doesn't take a lot. Yeah, you don't gotta like drop your pants or anything no. to get your temperature taken. No, and usually it's about a hundred and. 100.4 degrees is where they would turn you away because that's a fever. Yeah. Uh, anything less, I think you'd be fine getting into the park. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you can reach 100 degrees by walking in the heat. That's what I... I wouldn't think so. Your body's yeah. regulating that temperature. Yeah. So there's got to be something wrong with you basically to be yep. at that temperature. So... Um, Huffing your butt up to the gate is not going to cause you to read a higher temperature. So if you're sick, just stay at the hotel if you got sick while you were there or don't go. Yeah. You know, I I believe Disney's being very accommodating if you need to change your dates. Yeah. Uh, So just give them a call if uh, you don't think you're going to make it. And I think... They'll probably be able to, to help you out. Um, 
but you will be having to make a reservation to enter the park. Seems to be pretty standard with amusement park, yeah. theme park type yes. attraction or like places. Yeah. So uh, even pass holders, everybody, you're going to have to reserve a date. Uh, they'll have more information on that later. Um, I think that's going to go quick that first day. <laughs> yeah. What I kind of wonder is if they're going to do the same type of thing that our local amusement park has done with like season pass slash annual pass holders yeah. and limit them to so many times per week or per month yeah. that they're able to use them yeah. to give everybody the opportunity. I would imagine, but I don't know. I hope so. I don't know. So we'll see. Um, this would be so awesome, though. Because yeah. the capacity is going to be so low, yeah, that you're basically having the park to yourself. I really wish cool. I could pull it off this year. It's just <laughs> not going to happen. And then I was thinking, like Haunted Mansion, they can't squeeze you all into that stretch room. Everybody's got to be six feet apart, one at a time. That'd be dope. <laughs> Won't happen, but like, <laughs> how cool would it be to just be in the stretch room with like twenty people? Yeah. I don't know if it would fit that and many six feet apart. have them tell everybody you can't scream. <laughs> yeah. Or you might spread the COVID. You can't uh, talk with the narration either. Yeah. Because you, you will get COVID. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> flash pictures can spread COVID too. Yes. yes. So don't, don't take flash pictures. <laughs> to you. To the person flashing yeah. your camera. So, well... And that only Flashing happens the in the Haunted Mansion or Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Anywhere else you take flash pictures, I've heard it doesn't spread COVID. Yeah, yeah. Only in those it's attractions. Weird. It's weird how why. that virus just, we don't know much about it. Yeah. We find out these it's very weird selective. <laughs> yes. So, Disneyland's reopening. Whoopee doopee. I'm so excited. Yeah, that'll be great. I'm excited to see videos from people that get to go. Yeah. Um, see some of our favorite vloggers get back up and oh running. yeah and hopefully our man on the main street will uh get his butt back there yeah and uh do some live streams that'd be great it's been too long so give him the that's, that's your job mr rapier <laughs> let him go do tiktoks right? in the in the park so with that hong kong is also being announced to reopen Earlier than uh, Disneyland on June That actually 18th. doesn't surprise me. Why is that? Just because I feel like these Asian countries have already had measures in place that oh, yeah. keep them from yeah. spreading I things agree. too much There's already. Japan, if I remember right, Japan had a very low death rate. And never shut down. Never shut down, and they've... they've last fine. I read, they... They took away the state of emergency yeah. type thing. Uh, it was like less than a thousand. Yeah. So that's why it doesn't surprise me. Because if you've ever been to these countries, they wear face masks. Yeah, when you see it here. They don't feel good. They'll wear yeah. a face mask. I see that here all the time. I've yeah. been in the parks and seen yeah. um, some of the Asian visitors wearing masks yep. just to make sure. So, which really isn't a bad idea, yeah. especially if you know that you've been sick that way. Oh yeah, you're not spreading anything. And I'm kind of glad because this made it a little more acceptable to do that. People aren't going to be like, "Ew, get away from me!" People yeah. just are now assuming you're just trying to keep people safe. Yep. 
Um, so hopefully in the future, if you're not feeling great, you'll wear a mask. And uh, that'll just be the norm. That'd be kind of cool. I always thought that was very uh, very nice in those countries. It uh, shows some courtesy towards your fellow citizens. Absolutely. But, and lets you reopen things earlier. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So anyway, Hong Kong Disneyland will reopen June 18th. Um, I'm sure this will be another phased reopening. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably just as similar as Shanghai's opening. Um, Walt Disney World's reopening. So we're basically getting back to full strength. Slowly but surely. We're just we're waiting for Paris, right? Am I, I missing so. any? Shanghai's open. I haven't heard anything about Paris yet. Uh-uh. So. We'll see. We'll that see. That we will. All right, so pretty dope. We'll be back to the parks before you know it, and hopefully uh, it'll stay that way. <laughs> that would be great. All right, uh, another piece of news you may have heard. There is a petition on change.org to retheme Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog. Um, I won't read everything on here. I think we all know why this petition exists uh there's recent events that uh that have pushed this petition to come forward um it i'm going to say right now this is the best thought out redo of splash mountain that i've ever heard um i it I would fit it would fit it's right with in the showboat and everything yeah. it would fit that could just easily be part of New Orleans Square. Um, I don't know if they could keep the facade. I think. Do you think could. the facade would work? I think it'd be fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's basically a float through attraction for Princess and the Frog is what uh, this um, petition is uh, is doing. So anyway. Uh, it talks about, you know, not to talk about the elephant in the room, but obviously there's some issues going on today in our time, uh, that, uh, people think this is inappropriate. Yeah. Um, speaking on those things, we're not going to be delving in to what is going on in the world right now. We are going to be focusing solely on song of the South Yes, um, origins and, and stuff like that. The attraction of Splash Mountain yep. as it pertains to Song of the South. So yes. if you're looking for political commentary on what's going on right now, you're on the wrong show. Oh, for sure. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to kind of go over the history of Song of the South just to kind of educate people. Because um, when I ride the ride, I don't think this is a terrible ride. Yeah. I don't think, you know, this is some sort of racial issue. And I, I've seen the film, which I don't, I don't believe a lot of people have actually seen. I think people hear about it and just yeah. make a judgment. Yeah. So I just wanted to speak to the author of those stories, speak to the film and uh, speak to Walt Disney, you know, and his character, and just 
let you guys hear that and soak it in and think what you want to think. Yes. I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. I'm not yep. here to tell you you're right. I'm just here to give another view that you probably don't see. So um, I'm going to start off talking about Uncle Remus and the Song of the South stories, basically the Br'er Rabbit, Br'er Bear, Br'er Fox stories. Um, so Uncle Remus, I was the few, a few weeks ago, I was like, wasn't he a real dude? You know, we had this little discussion about Uncle Remus being a real dude. Uh, he's not. So I just wanted to make that correction because I was doing this research. I, I researched that uh, a few days after the show because I was like, is he a real person? So anywho, so Uncle Remus is a character created by Joel Chandler Harris. Um, so Joel Chandler Harris wrote these books of these stories that were being told by a character named Uncle Remus. And uh, I don't have it on my notes, but I did read about his life. And uh, he was, I believe he was an Irishman and had red hair and did not fit in at all. Um, he was ridiculed and stuff uh, for being Irish, I guess, back in that day. It wasn't good to be Irish or something. I don't know. But um, he wasn't treated great. Uh, but I think it was around the age of 14. Did he you must have been on, of Irish descent because he was born in Georgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he's, he had the red hair. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably the Looks Irish Looks like a pretty descent. happy dude. Yeah. So I hear he was picked on a lot. Um, but I believe around age 14, he quit school. Uh, to go work uh, alongside somebody at a plantation. Um, anyway, he ended up hanging out with the slaves, which I'm going to say right now, I think we all agree, bad period. Yes. <laughs> not, a, not a good time no, but in it happened. the history of this nation. So It did happen. It is Nobody thing. agrees with it. No. Well, if you... Maybe there's some weirdos, but there might be some that agree with but the vast majority of the country does not yes. agree with slavery. So, uh, anyway, he would hang out a lot with, uh, the slaves on this plantation. It sounds a lot like the young boy in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough. Uh, anyway, when he would hang out with them, he, uh, he would be, he would listen to their folklore, the stories that mm -hmm. they would tell each other. Um, and he actually based Uncle Remus off like two or three notable figures that he had been listening to um, tell these stories. So, so it sounds to me like it's almost paying homage to yeah these guys and their craft yeah. of storytelling. So which is um, awesome. So I have read that uh, the stories. So if if you've ever read the stories, they are written in a certain dialect. So. Um, they were written in a Southern black American dialect to maintain authenticity of the stories. So um, these stories were written in an accent appropriate to who he heard the stories from. So he tried his best best to write these stories as authentically as possible. Um, and uh, he actually started... So he was he was a, a journalist, 
And he had done a lot of pieces where he denounced racism and prejudice. Um, he created what was called the Uncle Remus magazine. He was pretty well known for his Uncle Remus stories. So he created this magazine. And the purpose of the magazine, uh, to quote uh, Joel Harris, he said that uh, the magazine was uh, to help with the obliteration and preju- of prejudice against blacks, the demand for a square deal, and the uplifting of both races so that they can look justice in the face without blushing. So I just wanted to give you guys a little background on Joel Harris and uh, what his beliefs were. So he was very anti-slavery. He was big into uh, the idea of the New South. So making the South a prosperous uh, uh, area, I guess, of the country mm-hmm. after the slavery. It was post-slavery. Um, and he wanted to help make it a prosperous place where there wasn't there wasn't prejudice. People didn't care about people's yep. race. So uh, he was big on that, which I think is pretty great, uh, especially in that time period and that location yeah. where a lot of people weren't of the same belief as Joel. So uh, just a little background on the author. I think that's something to think about and note. Um, now about the movie, uh, the movie, I believe, I don't remember what I said when we were talking about the ride, but I just want to make sure that it's clear that the movie takes place post slavery. Mm-hmm. So this was during the Reconstruction era. The Reconstruction era was not, still not a very good time for African American citizens. Um, They were still met with a lot of opposition in the South. Southerners were not really, even though things had changed. This was post Civil War. Mm -hmm. They were not ready to give up. They would find a lot of loopholes in the laws. Um, A lot of cops would turn their backs and Mm -hmm. just let people do what they were going to do. so it was still not an easy time no. for them during the reconstruction. So I'm the history teacher in no, me no. is like starting to come out. Uh, this is what I was expecting. Brian, uh, Brian's studying history and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, really like reality, not a great period. No, still. no, it was not. However, I have to say this, any movie that Disney has ever made romanticizes a period. Uh huh. So whether it's Sleeping Beauty in the medieval period, where conditions were pretty bad, yeah, uh, it's all romanticized. It looks glorified. Uh, his job as an entertainer is to do that: entertain yeah. you, uh, make you happy. Uh, the movie is not a documentary. Yeah, it it's something just. And I would say it's not even his intent to make you think that things were better than they are. No. No, but nobody wants to go to a movie where everything's depressing right. and not fun. Yeah, like, he's trying trying to find the good. I think yeah in the eras that he was working in yeah. in a lot of his films, and I uh, we had talked about this, but on on uh, Joel Harris, um, I read after reading all this. Brian kind of touched on this. But after reading a lot about him, I've read a lot about him during this past week. Um, I really feel like what he wrote 
he loved those stories so much and I feel like he thought that they would just get lost because at that time, like you're saying the reconstruction era and everything, uh, I don't think you're going to get those stories published oh, no. by no. a black American author, yeah. which is super unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, that, that couldn't happen at that time, but that's just the reality of it all. Um, and today, if this happened, <laughs> it might be seen as a little iffy. Yeah. You know, if, a, if a white guy <laughs> wrote these kinds these of stories. stories. Uh, but for the time, I think it was just appropriate for yeah. the time. That's... And helping further the cause against slavery yeah. and against racism towards yeah. people that weren't white. Yeah. And I just, to me... I don't know. It, it it was literature that you weren't going to get yeah. otherwise. Absolutely. And that would most likely just be lost now. But luckily, we get to hear some of the stories from uh, that time period mm-hmm. from the slaves. So, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Stories that teach good things. Oh, yeah. Like, there's nothing that's taught in them that has anything to do yeah. with race, really. Yeah. Like, they're, like, like you said, they're, they're written in that same language uh-huh. and tone that yeah. he heard them in but it's not to say that he was degrading anything nah. or poking fun it was all just to help bridge that gap i feel like yeah yeah so i mean that is just merely observation <laughs> that part of this yeah. is merely observation from what i read about joel harris and his beliefs and, and all that um excuse me but anyway back to the movie um we just talked about the reconstruction era post-slavery not a great time but disney was about romanticizing things and making making things fun and lighthearted and enjoyable uh for families that was that was the business he was in um james basket this actually who was Uncle Remus, correct? Yeah, James Basket was Uncle Remus and Br'er Fox. Uh, the cool thing, I thought, is he adi- he auditioned for Br'er Fox. And then Walt was so impressed with that that he hired him on the spot to be Uncle Remus. That's awesome. Because uh, he was so impressed with, with uh, James Basket. That doesn't sound very racist to me. Yeah, so this is kind of the case for Walt... Uh, a lot of people think he's racist. Um, people have thought a lot of things about yeah. Walt. Not only racist, but he, he's been accused of being an anti-Semite. Yeah. Um, just some nasty things that just mm. are not true. Yeah. Uh, so Walt Disney, uh, with other journalists and pers- personalities, uh, actually declared that James Basket should receive an Academy Award for the performance. For sure. So he was fighting for that. Uh, you could say that's because he wanted his movie to have recognition, but uh, at the same time, this was the very first Academy Award that was presented to a male uh, black American. Yeah, I think shortly cool. before that, um, I can't remember the actress's name, but she played Mammy in Gone with the Wind. Uh-huh. Um, I think she was the first one to win as an African American yeah. um, for her role in... Yeah. Gone with the Wind. I think it was Best Supporting a- Actress mm-hmm. that she had won. I think you're right. I didn't look that up. 
but Hattie, I know he was the first I think male. Her first name was Hattie. Yeah. Hattie Daniels or something. I'll have to look that up. I think I saw that. Um, also, uh, there is a uh, uh, black American artist for Disney named Floyd Norman. I had the pleasure of meeting him. Um, and he had said, somebody had asked him about uh, Walt Disney and racism. He said that that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, basically that Walt didn't have a racist bone in his body. Um, Floyd Norman knew Walt. Uh, he was young for, uh, relatively young amongst, uh, the nine old men and, and whatnot. Uh, he was a newcomer, uh, but he, he knew Walt. Uh, he, I have a book here in the studio. It's got comics that he drew up about Walt, uh, that are kind of funny. Walt was a grumpy man sometimes, but uh, he said he, him being a racist just isn't further from the truth, which to me is a lot coming from, yeah. from Floyd Norman. So, For sure. Um, I just have a couple things I wanted to read from his personal blogs uh, that I've enjoyed. Uh, this isn't Song of the South. This This particular blog wasn't part of Song of the South. Uh, it's just talking about the Black Crows uh, in Dumbo. And there was just a, a piece I wanted to read from him. Uh, a paragraph here in this article that he wrote. Well, I guess a, a blog post that he wrote. Um, but he just said, uh, I'll just read this. Finally, as I spoke with Ward Kimball, I told him how much I enjoyed the Black crows doing that jazzy little shuffle he animated the black crows perform when i see an elephant fly and i guarantee it's disney's animation at its finest however should that dance offend you i'd like to remind you that george clooney playing a poor southern white in oh brother where art thou did the same goofy shuffle and nobody found that offensive that's a Uh, good point (laughs) after all weren't the soggy bottom boys the white equivalent of the black Black Crows. Another solid point. I li- I've never read this, so this is all. Oh, uh, you haven't? No. I love Floyd Norman. He's he's pretty cool. Uh, he says, alas, sarcasm seems wasted on today's clueless generation. The reason the head crow is named Jim is Disney taking a cartoony jab at the oppressive South. Walt Disney's animated classic is not racist, nor were the people who made the movie. I was privileged to know and work with most of them. The only thing these talented men and women wanted was to bring the very best Disney entertainment to the screen. Um, so I just thought that was pretty cool uh, to hear. Um, I just think that speaks to Walt's character uh, that this was actually a jab at uh, that oppression in the South, not a support for it. Yeah. Um, by any a lot means. of people think Jim Crow and the Jim Crow laws, which right. were oppressive. Yep. Um, and I do appreciate the fact that uh, somebody of the African-American community believes that that wasn't yeah. a jab at African-Americans, yep. but at the people creating these oppressive laws that kept the African-American oh, yeah. population in check in some of the worst ways. Yeah. Uh, Floyd in another article... This was actually about Song of the South, and there's actually part of this article I think is so freaking cool. 
Uh, but he says many years passed, and when this young artist and others arrived at Walt Disney Studios in the 50s, we found ourselves having access to the coveted Disney vaults. That would be dope. <laughs> Just to watch whatever you no want. No kidding. My gosh. So he said uh, this meant any movie we wanted to see was suddenly available for screening. Naturally, one of our first choices was Song of the South. However, I took it. I took this a step farther because employees were able to check out 16 millimeter prints on occasion. I set up a special screening of the Disney film in a local Los Angeles church. The screening of the Disney motion picture proved insightful. The African American audience absolutely loved the movie and even requested a second screening of the Disney classic. Um, so this was in the 1950s. Um, things were pretty much in the thick of, the civil rights movie yeah uh 40s and 50s i believe probably before 50s moving into the of course before that but you had the segregation stuff which is uh very unfortunate of course um i've seen some things here in ogden uh that made me kind of sad during that period uh but i won't i won't go into that but um definitely a bad time in the history as well yeah, I'm not going to say that any of that was good. Um, but yeah, just a little perspective. That was in the 1950s. And and uh, back then they seemed to, to love this. Uh, it was just folklore uh, from from back then. So I don't know. I just thought that was a, a interesting story and a good point uh, there by Floyd. And then I had one more thing I wanted to talk about with floyd um i think i might just read this whole thing it's just three paragraphs is that all right go for it so this is entitled forgetting history is never a good idea by floyd norman uh who like i said previously is an artist for disney agree with that statement more (laughs) he says even as a child growing up watching walt disney's song of the south i recognized actor james basket performing the voice of brer fox the voice actors in the disney film included johnny lee performing brer rabbit along with nick stewart doing the voice of the slow-witted brer bear side note he did the voice in the in the ride um and then he says james basket handled the fox during the cartoon sequences but the talented actor could switch gears in a heartbeat. Basket could perform the bear when needed, and he also did Br'er Rabbit when the actor Johnny Lee had to be away on wartime assignments. Remember, this was the 40s, and World War II still raged on in Europe and the Pacific. Though the film opened to a degree of controversy, the talented actor received the special Academy Award for his portrayal of Uncle Remus, the fanciful but wise storyteller, in the 1948 Walt Disney movie. Today, Walt Disney's Song of the South continues to be a hot potato, and even the Disney company is reluctant to embrace the film. The charming tale of a wise old man using fanciful stories to help a young boy deal with personal issues. While the film may seem too melodramatic for some, the movie is enriched by inspiration... Oh, sorry. Enriched by inspired animation sequences that propel the story forward. Not only does each animated sequence deliver an important message for the troubled young Johnny, the animation showcases the Disney cartoon masters working at the top of their game. When I arrived at the Walt Disney Studios in the 50s, the top animators regarded their work in Song of the South 
as some of their finest. The cartoon segments are stellar and clearly design, uh, Disney storytelling at its best. It is with deep regret the film remains mired in accusations of racism and insensitivity to African Americans. Those who know their Disney history know this is exactly what Walt Disney hoped to avoid. Last paragraph, I promise. <laughs> All right, so he continues. <clears throat> While we patiently wait for attitudes to change... <laughs> Sorry. Nice. So he said, while we patiently wait for attitudes to change, we'll have to enjoy the Walt Disney classic motion picture on foreign DVDs and bootlegged digital copies. However, I remain optimistic that one day, that we'll one day gain a maturity regarding race and ethnicity in our media. We'll get past out. We'll get past outmoded perceptions and recognize we're all pretty much the same. Walt Disney had no racial agenda in his 1948 motion picture. The master storyteller was simply eager to dig deep into America's rich and unique heritage. The stories thankfully preserved by Joel Chandler Harris are part of our American heritage, even though a part of it deals with a period in our history we would rather forget. However, forgetting history is never a good idea. Walt Disney understood that, and so should the rest of us. Floyd Norman. Perfect. So, uh, just some food for thought, I guess, is what I was trying to bring to this episode and to this issue. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I love the ride. I, I enjoy the movie. Uh, I know a lot of people do. I actually took a poll on our Instagram account. I don't know if you saw that or I not. I didn't. Uh, but I just asked, do you think... Would you like to see Splash Mountain change to a Princess and the Frog attraction? Uh, Wait, I did see this because I voted in it. <laughs> so 76% of the people that voted actually said no, they would not like it to be changed. Um, and 24% said they would. Um, I don't know their reasonings for either vote. Yeah. Exactly. Because I didn't really give a lot of context that, you know, this change thing change.org thing was going on um but uh i don't know i think it would be a really cool ride as princess and the frog and if anybody knows me and has talked disney with me and has ever asked me what ride i would love to see in disney i've uh i'm definitely up for a princess and the frog attraction I'd love to see a dark ride done for Princess yeah, and the Frog. Yeah, I would too. I, but that, I think that movie would be perfect for some oh, kind yeah. of attraction. I just don't want to see Song of the South be removed from Splash Mountain. Yeah. It's been here for so long. Yeah. I, I don't feel like any racial overtones are you, well, carried over from the movie. Yeah. Like, I can understand where there's some, yeah. there's some racial issues in the movie. Um, this, some of the you're just in a cartoon use, world, uh, but I don't feel the, like any of that. Yeah, I don't feel like any of that moved into the attraction. Yeah. with the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie, and maybe I said this before, but the movie is literally these these stories of Br'er Fox and Br'er Rabbit and Br'er Bear are stories that Uncle Remus uses mm-hmm. uh, to help Johnny, the boy. I think his name's Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the film, he's just dealing with bullies and stuff yeah. like that, and, and not even like. He's not dealing with it, bullies from like 
the African-American yep. community. It's, nope. it's other white boys picking on yeah. him. And he tells him these stories to kind of help boost his spirits yeah. and, and tell him, look, it's okay. Yeah. Um, maybe try fighting back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and those are, those are the stories that are all just meshed together to create the ride. Uh, yeah. Nothing about the setting of the time really. Oh is yeah. In the ride. That's never like, you're just in that world. I yeah. feel like, and you see the characters. Yep. There's nothing to even do with the stories period. Oh yeah. So except him asking to be thrown into the, not to be thrown into the briar yeah. patch so he can escape. Uh, there's one cartoon in that movie where uh Br'er bear gets caught up in a rope because they're trying oh, to catch yeah, yeah, yeah. Br'er, That's right. Br'er rabbit. Um, I guess that, that kind of yeah. Each little scene is kind too. of from each little scene with them is from yeah. a cartoon in some way for the most part, but it's it, it literally the ride literally has nothing to do with the racial time time frame yeah. time period whatever was going on when the movie was it it's literally none of that mm-hmm. it is just the characters and. Yep little pieces of the uh, story that uncle remus tells but otherwise literally nothing Mm -hmm. um but i feel like people think that with what's going on around the world right now though now's a good time to try and spearhead change that way um and i will say this this is just a thought i had while reading about all this stuff um you got to look so things in the past you need to look at in the scope of the past Mm -hmm. because you can't really judge that on today's standards because obviously, like I said, if that book was written today, there's no need really for it. Yeah. Um, because, uh, now black authors can write whatever they want and get it published. Yeah. Um, back then, not so much. Yeah. They couldn't. It's just, just try and look at it through a time yeah. perspective because you just can't judge yesterday on today yeah. and vice versa. Things so. change over time and you can't base what's going on now yeah. off of your mindset today. Your mindset today does not accept any of those things. And we as a people yeah. shouldn't accept those things, but it happened. Mm-hmm. We need to understand that it happened. Yeah. Learn from it and not repeat it. Yeah. If we let, people forget that and forget what happened happen again we're doomed to do it again yeah well uh, history's doomed to repeat itself yep. i guess is what i should say if you forget the past you're doomed to repeat it that's uh brian the history teacher yes <laughs> which is history is important which a big is. reason why <laughs> i'm looking into going into history teaching is we need to understand oh, yeah. that history is history it happened let's learn from it if it's negative yeah. or expound upon it if it's not yep and then just uh i'm just big into research that's why i did this yeah i like to know what i'm talking about so it's just nice to see joel was against slavery against racism it's nice to hear uh from people that knew walt that he you know he was very nice i mean I think of small world, you know, he took the world's cultures and ethnicities and glorified it Uh all around the world. And I mean, every race and ethnicity has their ups and downs. Yeah. He took the best. 
plopped it into a ride, and it's awesome. Like if there is one thing that shows Walt's message of unity as, a, as the of as a human race, yeah, it's that. Oh, for sure. And I I feel like that is like his testament to the world of oh, yeah. his mindset. Yeah, that he wants everybody to just be able to. Yeah. Get along and everybody just be the same. It That's what I like. That's what I like about the last part of that ride is everybody's just together. Uh-huh. Everybody's having fun with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's celebrating with everybody. Yep. And they're not yeah. in different sections. Yep. Everybody's mixed in together. The cowboy stands next to the Indian. Yep. The It's just the biggest message of peace among all nations and races yes. and unity as a human race. Yeah. And I just think, cause I don't know, you read about Walt. He was very much about the future and about, uh, taking care of our future, mm-hmm. um, being unified, uh, and just making things better for everybody. Yes. Uh, not just for one person. So, um, I just wanted to, to speak, I guess, on their behalf. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I have more, but it's kind of out of place now. So yeah, we've already well, talked about all this. I think we've covered it pretty well. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and like you said at the beginning, everybody's free to have their own opinion. Yep. We're not telling you if you disagree with us that you're wrong. We're not telling you that you're right if you agree with us. We're just, uh, yep. we're just stating facts putting everything out there everybody's able to make their own decision on this we're all grown-ups let's let's treat others as grown-ups let them have their own opinion yep it's okay we can still be friends let's just treat everybody with respect treat everybody the way you want to be treated everybody follow the golden rule no matter who you are where you're from or what you did yeah (laughs) uh wow just treat everybody coolly yeah. Coolly. Coolly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I was talking with somebody. I just want to talk about Princess and the Frog. So, say this happens, right? A little discussion time. Okay. Say they decide to change Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog. A, I think it'd be kind of like Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, and Guardians now. I would really hate to see it go. Yes. But I think it would be cool. Eventually we would all get over it um, and enjoy the new attraction. Because I've always wanted a Princess and the Frog attraction. Oh yeah. Because I think I think of Dr. Facilier's song and how cool like that section could be oh, yeah. in a ride. But um I don't know. I was just trying to figure out how they would lay it out. Cause you're already like floating, right? Would you just float through the whole story? Or would you just start on the bayou, right? Huh? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think you could probably... I feel like you could tell that story very well. Yeah. In that space. Like, would Um, you be, like, floating along the city, I guess? I think you would start out... see Tiana being like, almost there. I think it should start out that way. (laughs) Um, And then eventually you go through the, like... Because I could see... Friends on the other side. I could see friends on the other side being where the bare butt hill is, right? And you plunge into darkness. Right? Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. But 
But that dark area could also be really cool for Dr. Facility. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, it's built. It's obviously built for Song of the South. Yeah. Themed. It is. And then I'm like. I feel like you could also um, do something with, uh, like, dig a little deeper after the um, bare butt drop. Like, if if you were to use that for friends on the other side. Like you started out almost there, uh-huh. friends on the other side with the bear butt. After that, where you normally see the bees and the honey and everything, fireflies. Do like a yeah, you could do like fireflies. And, take you down, come take you down. I don't Maybe. know. I don't know if you'd have time for that <laughs> song, but I would love to see that in there. But I think you'd almost have to move that into like dig a little deeper. Oh yeah. And then, as everything's starting to get more ominous in Splash Mountain, um. Maybe like the Mardi Gras parades happening and they're about to finish the wedding and you're yeah. going up the hill and uh, Dr. Facilier is trying to get yeah, the yeah. talisman from you. I was because that's exactly the next question I had. It was like, what is the climax that you could do that would relate to a giant drop? What what if like the whole way up the like the lift? Uh huh. The shadows are like chasing you, trying to get dope. you for the saddle for the shadow man. That'd be pretty cool. And then as you drop down the, um, you hear him like yelling something about the the talisman crushing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Him getting taken by the, the huh. voodoo people, and then when you go into the showboat scene, it's Tiana's place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're doing the, the little her, the reprise. Yeah. <laughs> or I guess you could even do like the wedding. Uh, yeah. thing or and maybe kissing. have the yeah. transition yeah. from frog to people that'd be cool i don't know how you do that but that'd be really cool <laughs> maybe just some animation so anyway, i don't know yeah. I, I i i like i said i feel like that could fit really well in there well, and it's right by the mansion so it's really not hard to vision that in new orleans square it would make critter country really small <laughs> Would Critter Country continue to exist at that know. point? I don't know. Would because Winnie the Pooh stay? I That's... feel like if you <laughs> if were you're killing take... Splash, are you killing Pooh? Pretty much, I feel like you are, because oh, I don't so think you can have a land just for Winnie the Pooh, and that's all it would be at yeah. that point. Or you could probably still keep it Critter Country, and that area could be like. The bayou area with crocodiles. and So there's still critters. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like if you were to kill Song of the South You'd and remove Pooh. the critters, you're going to kill Winnie the Pooh. <sighs> Do you want to kill Winnie la- the Pooh, guys? That land would be <laughs> gobbled up into Black Spire Outpost. Yeah. And New Orleans, the... New Orleans would get extended to where Splash is. Oh, man. That would Dang. totally change the landscape of the park. Dang. You, Dang. You, you are totally eliminating a land by doing that, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I think you're right. Because you can't, I don't know, that small of little crater like, country. You can have, <laughs> I think it would be great to have a Tiana meet and greet like down there. Yeah. Prince Naveen down there. Like a dedicated Lewis, spot. Dr. Facilier. I think all of them could I do. go down there. I do like Dr. Facilier going through the nooks and crannies of 
New well, Orleans he, Square. Well, he still could. Yeah, that's true. He still could. That's What's stopping true. him from doing that? If, if that basically... Yeah. Because New Orleans Square would absorb yeah. Critter Country at that point. That's true. Hmm. And then the Hungry Bear Restaurant could turn into Tiana's place. That's exactly what I was saying. That'd be so cool. Just just New Orleans type food. Yeah. Beignets, po' boys. But do we already have that in New Orleans? Technically, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't know. they just renamed the, the French Market or Cafe Orleans to Tiana's place. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. But uh, it's, a, it's a lot to speculate. Oh, yeah. There's so much that could go into that if they made that change. Like I said, totally, totally the best proposal I've heard. It is. It is. And for I'm something else. Certainly not discounting that when I say that I want Splash Mountain to stay the way it is because oh, yeah. it is a great idea. And yeah. I appreciate that, like, solid thought into yeah. that. It's just hard. It's hard. It really is. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let us know what you guys yeah. think, though. What yeah. what would you guys like to see? It, if, heaven forbid, if they actually change Splash Mountain yeah. to Princess and the Frog, A, how would you like to see that attraction go? And B, what do you think would happen to that whole critter area? Yeah. Do you agree with us? Do you not agree? <laughs> I would love to know everybody's thoughts on this. Yeah. Voicemails would be great. Voicemails would be dope for this. I mean, we could have a whole episode just playing oh, yeah. people's yeas and nays and <laughs> in between of what everybody's thoughts were. Yeah. I would love to hear people's thoughts on yeah. this. Because this, I mean, this is something that a lot of people are thinking about now. Yeah. Um, with everything that's going uh, on. In fact, it's something that... Eh. Sean's Sorry. having technical troubles. That was going to be a lot smoother than I, I imagined it. But in fact, 21,385 people think. Oh, on the change.org <laughs> petition. petition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> is a very small portion of the population. Yes. Um, but... I don't know. Then I was like, is there a petition to petition the petition? Why, that's a lot of petition. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I would just say, either way, don't... I don't like putting it in a racial thing. Yeah. But I would just say, if you want Splash Mountain to stay, maybe email Disney and be like, I like Splash Mountain. Yeah. Or if you don't, and you want... Princess and the Frog. Yeah. I want Princess and the Frog. I don't know. Which I'm sure this petition's already been sent to Disney oh, executives. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it reached more than it needed Yeah, uh, to do whatever it's going to do. But yeah. Could do something, could do nothing. Yeah. We really don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's that fun. would probably be an expensive uh, It would take some redo. reworking. I mean, you're not really going to be able to salvage animatronics from somewhere else at this point yeah, <laughs> like they did so. when they put the attraction no, in no. taking america i think it'd probably be a lot in there uh, i think you'd have animatronics obviously but i think a lot of it would be think of the animation. way animatronics are these days yeah they I think put some cool animatronics in there i think it'd be mostly like projections and animation i think there would be a lot of that but i think you'd have some pretty cool 
animatronics. Oh yeah. So I would love to see an awesome Doctor Facilier oh. animatronic. Like I can see like whenever I talk about a dark ride of, of Princess and the Frog in my mind. Yeah. What I see for Doctor Facilier is just like the coolest. Yeah. Disney, you can hire me. Yeah, we'll we'll. <laughs> I'll try and draw out what I see in my we mind's don't eye. <laughs> cost that much to have us come consult on something. Yeah, yeah, just a like a lifetime pass or something. Yeah. Nothing, nothing big. <laughs> all right, uh, I think that's all we have time for. Yeah, we'll have to push our uh, our uh, attraction thing thing <laughs> off for a week. I'm sure you guys are so sad. Yeah. We were going to talk about King Arthur's Carousel. But now you get to wait till next week. Yeah. And so we'll talk about it then. I hope my words were more about giving you information. I hope nobody took it as me trying to be against people. But Yeah. Uh, yeah we, we hold no ill will toward any person, race, gender. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted anything. to let you guys know. A little bit about Joel Harris, the author of the books. Wanted you to kind of get a feel for yeah. Disney and how he saw things and what his purpose was when it comes to entertainment. And uh, yeah, so hopefully that gives you some food for thought. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I'm, I, I know I'm quite pleased with how this whole yeah. conversation yeah. turned out. Hopefully you guys are too. Yeah. Uh, I guess you'll let us know one yeah, way or another. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we hope you learned something. Hope you had fun and, uh, hope, uh, I don't know. Hope so, you'll contribute to the conversation. Yeah. Contribute to it. Um, but anywho, uh, like we said, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you want to talk to us through any of those, you're more than welcome to, uh, we read our messages. We read your posts. Yeah. Uh, so basically, any any of those ways, we'd love to hear from you as well as phone and email. Yeah. Um, if you haven't, please uh, subscribe to the podcast and share it with people that might also enjoy it. And if you haven't, leave us a review. Hopefully, a five star review. Hopefully. Uh, if not, feel free to to not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we uh, value your real opinions, but should we just leave them like a jungle cruise type thing? If you enjoyed this show, please give us five stars. And we're <laughs> word on the main street podcast. If you didn't, we're some other Disney podcast. We don't like, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think I eh. don't like any Disney podcasts. They're all I pretty enjoy great. them. Matter of fact, we've got a new one that's going to be coming out. And yes. I would like to have, our man on the main street join us yeah, on this show to, to promote talk about it, it a little bit uh so. so we had a first episode i think we talked about it with the collective the four people yeah so we had an episode it was myself uh our man on the main street sean rapier who started this podcast this new podcast and then we had heather dixon and bryce randall heather uh did uh she's a story artist story art for disney and then Bryce is an editor, animation editor for Disney. So uh, it was a fun conversation. We talked about Splash Mountain, just the ride, ride through, fun things about it, memories, stuff like that. Uh, it's just a really fun podcast. 
Uh, unfortunately, there were some technical difficulties with that. So if you listen to it, <laughs> you were one of the few that got to listen to it. It's true. It wasn't up for very long. Yeah. So they just released the real episode one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, with Friday, Rob. late Friday night, I yeah. it came out. Rob, uh, Rob Ferrey. Ferrey. He, uh, he was a skipper for Jungle Cruise, and they talk about Jungle Cruise. Oh, it's fantastic. So go give that a listen. Uh, Brian is going to be on an upcoming episode. Ooh, teaser. So uh, let's just see be on if the we lookout. can uh, talk to our man on the main street. Maybe if he can come in next week. Yeah, and, yeah I'll see. And uh, chat it up yeah. about Sean, if you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> join us uh, to talk about King Arthur Carousel. Yeah. So, Not quite um, as in-depth as his show goes. Yeah. So uh, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please share it. Please like it or subscribe it or whatever. We're on the following platforms. Please like us. Please. <laughs> the following platforms are, once again, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, TuneIn, and Google Play. All right. And uh, again, for the third time, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Please join us every week, every Wednesday, to hear the new word on the main street. Bye-bye. Zip, wait, no. I was going <laughs> to I was going to give a, a, a <laughs> sign off and whatever we were doing. Have but a, we didn't do an attraction, so have a zippity doo da day since we talked about Song of the South. <laughs> Bye. Uh.